Hey everyone, my name is Marcus and welcome back to the Savvy Consumer Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the psychology and human behavior behind consumption and how we can utilize this knowledge to become a more savvy consumer. Unfortunately, John will not be able to join us today as he has to rush an assignment, but I can feel that his spirit is here with us today as we talk about today's topic and we will see him actually next week. Before we begin, I would also like to share a story. In one of our earlier podcasts, I talked about how I was looking for a pair of running shoes. And it was a one to two month process where I was looking for shoes every week uh, with my friend. Uh, we play basketball every week. And so there's a nearby mall uh, next to the basketball court. We would play basketball and then we would go to look at shoes. And so for me, I spent a really long time looking for those shoes. Uh, something that I realized was that um, my feet are slightly flat. And so not any running shoe would be able to do for me. I had to find a shoe that was able to help me correct my posture and also to and also to provide stability in terms of my legs and that would help my running form become better over time. And I also spoke last week about the unusual kinds of ways to save money on this podcast. We talked about how you can save money by going window shopping without any money. And so that was what I did for one to two months. I was going to look at shoes. I was trying them on, but I had a near zero intention of buying any of them because I had not done enough research. And for me, even if I tried a shoe and I like it, I would still have to go back and check whether it received good reviews or not because uh, some of these shoes, although they feel comfortable, they actually have uh, really low scores on reviews because some of the customers feel that after a while, uh, the material starts tearing and the shoe uh, starts breaking. And so it's not uh, absolutely a good buy, even though um, these shoes may feel comfortable. And so eventually, uh, over the last week, I actually bought a pair of running shoes. I settled on the A6 Gel Cayano 27s and they were really stable, really comfortable, slightly pricey, but it was something that uh, I really uh, was looking for for a long time and I'm really glad to share with you guys that I bought. I think more than the actual purchase itself, I think it's just an example of some of the concepts we talked about in terms of um, searching for something that uh, fits us rather than buying something that doesn't and also going window shopping um, many times and enjoying the shopping process rather than just going out there to spend money. Let's get into today's topic which is the three pros and cons of buying secondhand stuff. Now I could go on all day about the dozens of pros and cons of buying secondhand stuff but for today's episode we're just going to go with three. So first, I'll go through the three pros of buying secondhand stuff, and then I'll go through the three cons. The first pro of buying secondhand stuff is that secondhand stuff is cheap. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, I bought a soundbar. It is by this brand called Xiaomi, and it's the model is the Xiaomi Mi soundbar. It retails for about 120 Singapore dollars firsthand, and the price I got for it. Uh, that I bought it at was actually only $35 and that's only about 30 to 40% of the actual retail price. Now this is definitely the exception rather than the norm uh, in that I managed to get an exceptionally good deal for this um, and most items actually go for about 50 to 80% of their retail price. You know if you buy a pair of headphones that's $500, most likely you're going to sell it somewhere between $300 to $400, uh, especially if it's relatively a newer model. 
Um, just to share quickly about the story of how I got the sound bar for $35. Um, it was uh, being sold by this guy who was actually selling it at $40. And you know, sometimes you can get a good deal from people who are looking to clear their stuff really, really quickly. Uh, this guy was likely one of those guys. He was selling it at $40. And so um, we arranged to deal at his block. And when I went there, um, he started being unresponsive over the phone. Um, I waited there for about half an hour and I messaged him and I said, I'm not going to wait any longer than half an hour, so I'm just going to go home. So I went home after that and he he messaged me a little while later uh, explaining that you know he had some stuff that cropped up at the last minute and so he was unable to reply and also that he had forgotten about the deal. And so he offered to actually send the item to me and also to give me $5 off for the inconvenience that I had received. And so I think, you know, although there was, there was some time that I spent in terms of buying the item, but I think if you calculate it uh, in terms of monetary value, I actually got it for only $35, which is a really, really good deal. And it's something that, you know, if I, I'm currently using, but if I decide down the road that this is something that I would like to sell, it's something that I can definitely sell at a profit. So that's something that uh, secondhand stuff is good for as well. The second reason why secondhand stuff is good, the pros of buying secondhand stuff, is that secondhand stuff is eco-friendly. So when you buy a secondhand item, you are not buying it firsthand, which reduces the demand and the production of it, since many producers produce based on demand. So if you know there's an item that is being sold that not many people want to buy, most likely the producer will not make that many of it because they don't want to make uh, a product uh, and have a lot of inventory that doesn't sell. And so I think um, it just helps to reduce waste, uh, you know, instead of buying something new and having to throw it away later, you're actually taking it from someone else and you are reducing the amount of waste that is being output. And I think this is something that's really, really uh, increasingly important in today's day and age. If you read the newspapers every day, you will see that there's a lot of information on climate change, global warming, uh, you know, increasing amounts of waste being produced, especially with the COVID situation, and more online shopping, more uh, takeaway foods. And so I think that this is something that we have to be responsible for as a consumer. Part of being a savvy consumer is also being a responsible consumer. And this is actually one of the mandates of this podcast, not to help us become just a savvy consumer, but a responsible consumer as well. Lastly, we get access to rare and vintage stuff, older models, or stuff that is sold out when you're looking at secondhand stuff. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when I was in the face of buying many, many earphones, I had just gotten my first pace, my first paychecks and I really wanted to something to spend on and earphones for me was that thing. So for a couple of months, every other month, I was getting a new pair of earphones and one pair of earphones that was really um, highly regarded by the community was the Ultimate Ears Triple 510. It cost about 300 Singapore dollars and it's not being made anymore. And I believe it wasn't even being made at that point of time, maybe about six or seven years ago. And so for me, if I wanted that particular earphone, I would actually have to buy it secondhand because they're not selling it firsthand anymore. And so that was how I had the experience of buying it from someone else secondhand. Um, it was a good pair of earphones. Uh, the common complaint is that this particular earphones is not very ergonomic in terms of how it fits into your ear. But in terms of the sound, uh, sound quality is something that I can attest to. It was something that I enjoyed. It was a V-shaped signature, more based, more... Uh, more bass, more treble, 
slightly lower mids and then that is something that uh, actually is quite palatable for the majority of um, people who use earphones out there. Um, another example that I can give is the... Uh, so I play guitars, right? And in the, in the 1980s, uh, you have your big two guitar companies who are Fender and Gibson at the time. And apparently at the, in, the, in the 1980s, there was a point of time when the quality of the stuff that they were putting out was decreasing. And so at that point of time, the Japanese brands started to um, copy the shape of these guitars and also to um, put them out at a higher quality than perhaps some of these American guitars were being put out at. And actually, there are, uh, uh, there are communities that really highly regard these Japanese, uh, what we call lawsuit guitars of the 1980s, where many people believe that these guitars are collectibles, they are really good in quality, and they are comparable to uh, Gibsons or Fenders that cost multiple times their price. And so I think um, this is something that, of course, they no longer make. Definitely, the Japanese guitar uh, companies, they do produce guitars that are of really high quality right now. But if you are someone who wants that little bit of nostalgia, uh, wants a little bit of that history, and wants a particular uh, guitar that was perhaps you're born in the 1980s or you were playing guitar at the time and you really want this particular guitar this this is something that you can definitely check out but you will have to buy second hand because it's not available firsthand anymore and as with everything else you know you don't just look at the pros you also look at the cons and that brings us to the three cons of buying secondhand stuff the first con that we have is that secondhand stuff is often used before. Um, if you are one of those people who like new things, uh, you like pristine things, you like things in great condition, buying second, buying secondhand stuff may not necessarily be for you because um, these things tend to come with a little bit of wear and tear, tend to come with a little, little dings, little knocks and um, it is definitely uh, something for people who aren't that picky about the things that they use. Um, items can come in varying degrees of functionality in the sense that, you know, if you get a pair of headphones and you get them secondhand, you should actually be prepared that these earphones might not work as well as a, a, a new pair does. So definitely when you're buying stuff secondhand, you need to do your due diligence and check the items before buying. Most sellers are pretty understanding about that. You know, if you, they will tell you what the condition is like. And if you go to the meeting place, you check it out and it doesn't work or it works um, only intermittently, then that is something that you have to push and say that either you don't want the item or it's something that you are willing to pay a little bit less of an amount for because it doesn't work as the way it was described or intended. The second thing is that secondhand stuff is likely to come with no warranty or if it does, then it definitely comes with a shorter warranty than if you're buying it firsthand. So warranty can be pretty straightforward if the item is unboxed. Um, you know, if you received uh, maybe a smartwatch as part of a bundle that you bought a television for and the smartwatch has not been unboxed, it's still brand new, the warranty has not been registered, then the warranty can be pretty straightforward. You pass the item to whoever is buying it from you and then you can get them to register the warranty. But uh, you know, some items do not actually allow the transfer of warranty. That was something that I found out 
uh, first-hand, slightly painful experience when someone was buying something from me. And I checked it out. He asked about the warranty. I checked it out and it was not able to be given to him. And so definitely that affected my ability to sell this item a little bit. Um, there will also be good sellers who are communicative and helpful. And then there are not so good sellers, which leads me to the next point, which is that you will have to deal with other people. As with a lot of other things, it takes time to become experienced in dealing with others that you are buying stuff from or you are selling stuff to. There will be a lot of people who waste your time, lowball you, or are even rude. Um, but this is something that we will overcome together in our journey to become more savvy consumers. And buying and selling etiquette is a topic that I will definitely address in a future episode. Too long didn't read, too long didn't listen. You know, ignore rude people and haters and carry on with your day. You will find a seller or a buyer eventually. Uh, you know, on the secondhand uh, platform that I use, which is Carousel, it's available in Singapore and it's available in many countries. There are actually places, uh, small forums for discussion. And every so often I will uh, check out some of these discussions and I will see someone complaining about a really rude uh, buyer or seller that they're dealing with someone who went missing in action, someone who uh, maybe was really nasty to them, uh, someone who scolded vulgarities, and then they get really upset about it. You know, personally, after many years of buying and selling things, this is something that I've learned to ignore. And, you know, you should do it because it's really good for your mental health as well. In conclusion, there are both pros and cons to buying secondhand stuff. And our job here is not to tell you whether you should or should not buy secondhand stuff, but to give you the necessary information so that you can become a more savvy consumer and make more informed decisions. Of course, there are dozens more pros and cons to buying secondhand stuff, which I will address in future episodes as a part 2, part 3, and even beyond of this episode. With that, we have come to the end of this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. If you like what you hear, give us a like and follow on Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public and Spotify. And also share the podcast with your friends on your social medias such as Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Yes, we have migrated from Podbean to Anchor, but that is once again a story for another episode. Lastly, thanks to John for joining me for this episode in spirit and we will talk to you again next week. Bye!